0: Welcome to The First Home Guidebook, a podcast exclusively for first home buyers. I'm Amy Linardi, a buyer's agent who has helped over a thousand people buy a property in the last decade. I'm here to share my property expertise and insider tips to help give you the confidence to buy your first home. Plus, I'll also be bringing to you property stories from first home buyers about how they managed to get into the market, which will hopefully inspire you in your own home buying journey. Let's get into it. Should you buy a property now or wait? This is a question which I get pretty much every day. And the short but kind of frustrating answer for you is, and this is the case in many property decisions, is that it depends and it depends on your own situation. And I will just say that there is a cliche saying in the property world, which is you should buy a property when you are ready and everything else should be less relevant. And it's cliche but it is completely true because the only thing that is within your control is your own situation. And there are so many other things which are outside of your control. So in theory should have less influence on your decision-making. So there are two key things which we need to consider when thinking about whether you should buy now or wait. And that is the personal aspect aka things which are within your control, or market timing, things which are outside of your control. So, let's begin with being ready on a personal level. So, this is where you are ready to buy a property, not only financially, and that's what I think everyone thinks about first. You know, they have to save the deposit and they have to have the right income to buy a property. And yes, of course, that is important, but it's also being Emotionally ready. And I would suggest tackling this first. So, being emotionally ready is really understanding and considering what your motivation is. Why do you actually want to purchase a property? And this ideally needs to come from internal motivation. So, buying a home is something which is of value to you. You feel like you're at the right stage in your life where it is of importance. You don't like the insecurity of renting or you want to move out of home or you value the idea of renovating, all of those things which are coming from your own personal desire versus external influences. Things like your parents telling you, hurry up and buy a house or seeing all of your friends or people on social media buy a property or feeling like you just have to buy because your rent's gone up, but you don't know if you're quite actually ready to buy yet. So all of those things are external influences and ideally are things which shouldn't motivate your property purchase. And beyond that, you also need to make sure that your why is the same as your partner's why if you are buying with someone else. And that you've considered not only the next year or two, but ideally the medium term. So circa that four, five, six year timeframe, it is really hard to think about much longer than that. But don't just think about buying a property because it's something that will suit you for the next year or two and then reassess from there. Because there are a lot of costs involved in buying and selling a property. So beyond being emotionally ready, both by yourself and with your partner, the next step is to be financially ready. So this is either getting a pre-approval through a mortgage broker or through a bank, or at least having an understanding of your borrowing capacity. So based on your income and expenses, how much a lender would be willing to lend to you and how much of a deposit you need, understanding all of your eligibility for first home buyer, concessions and grants and schemes, and then also potentially sitting down with a mortgage broker, doing a credit check. They might suggest you know, closing some credit cards or reducing some debt, but ultimately making sure that you're in a position where you know how much you can spend. And then once you have that information, you can do a reality check to make sure you can afford what you want. It's all well and good to say, I am emotionally ready to buy a property, But if you can't afford what you want to buy now, you will need to either consider changing your expectations, that is maybe reconsidering location or the type of property or the size of property or the condition of it, sometimes a combination of a few of those things. You might need to change your financial position and obviously not everyone can do this. But you might be in a position where you say, okay, to afford what I want, I need to increase my income to a certain level or increase my savings to a certain level. Can you do that? Yes or no? Could you consider a guarantor loan? So assessing your options at that point in time, you might also consider another strategy if you can't afford to buy when you want to live. You might also consider something like rent vesting if you can't then afford to buy where you want to live, but you still have a desire to get into the property market or alternatively at this point in time, even though you might be emotionally ready, if you can't afford what you wanna buy and you don't like the idea of the other options, you might decide to just keep renting and reassess in the near future. There is nothing wrong with doing that. Please don't ever feel like you are in a rush to buy a property if it doesn't seem like it's going to be realistic for you at that point in time. So let's assume that you are both emotionally and financially ready to purchase. Those are really the only things that you should have driving your decision as to when you are going to buy, because these are things which are within your control. Because beyond that, The other aspect which often influences buyers' decisions about when they purchase, but really shouldn't because it is beyond their control, is what is happening in the market. Are prices going up? Are prices coming down? What's happening with interest rates? What's happening with the supply of properties? All things which are very much beyond a buyer's control. Did you know that the First Home Guidebook is also an online course where I teach you everything you need to know about buying your first home? You can find out more at thefirsthomeguidebook.com.au, where you can also download my free checklist, which is 100 things to look out for at a property inspection. Just head to thefirsthomeguidebook.com.au. The property market is influenced by so many things, both on the supply side and the demand side. We have interest rates, we have inflation, we have the supply of properties, not only existing dwellings, but also new dwellings coming onto the market, build costs, we have consumer sentiment, we have so many things which have an impact on the property market and are also very unpredictable. For example, when interest rates started to rise in early 2022, this had an impact on demand because buyers all of a sudden were able to borrow less money. And when prices started to come down a little bit, some buyers thought, oh, maybe I'll just wait and see if prices come down a little bit further. And they did. However, what's been offsetting that to a certain extent is that the supply of properties has come down quite significantly significantly which has insulated the price drops. So even though in many locations, prices are lower than they were around a year ago, there's also less choice. So there's a lot of different things always happening in different parts of the property market. And all of the things which have had the biggest impacts over the last decade, for example, have been these big macroeconomic shocks, which in the most part were not predicted. Things like the global financial crisis, COVID, the rate rises last year, the tightening of credit restrictions a couple of years ago. All of these things had quite a big impact on the property market and happened quite quickly. And all of these things had a substantial impact on the property market, but they weren't things which most people had predicted. For example, at the start of 2021, Property prices were relatively soft. The election was coming up. Everyone thought that negative gearing was going to get scrapped. I was going to auctions and pretty much no one was turning up. And all of the leading economists, well, most of them anyway, were predicting price falls that year of 10 to 20%. And the election outcome was unexpected. It was the opposite of what most people expected. And not only did prices not decrease, they actually increased by 10 to 20%. So, the exact opposite. So, what I'm trying to get at is that even if our top economists and top property experts, and even if the RBA can't get it right, how can you? So, ultimately, it comes down to a bit of luck in getting the market timing right. And what I have found when I've been working with buyers over the last 10 years in hot markets, when the market is rising and prices are increasing on a weekly or monthly basis, a lot of buyers feel that pressure to buy as soon as possible. They have FOMO, they have that fear of missing out, but then they also have the fear of overpaying. Versus in softer markets or markets where prices are a little bit cooler and there's less demand, buyers are worried about buying now and then prices fall further. And it's very rare that buyers say, wow, this is a very balanced market. Prices aren't doing much, stock levels are good. There is usually some kind of force pulling on either end and impacting either demand or supply. So one way to think about all of this and whether you should consider buying now or waiting is to consider this question. If you bought a property now that you really like and that ticks all of your boxes, would you be in a worse position, both financially and emotionally, if you bought it now and that property did drop a little bit in value, or maybe if you'd waited a little bit longer, you could have bought something better, or would you be in a worse position, both financially and emotionally, if you waited to buy and then you waited too long and the market increased in value, Or you couldn't find what you wanted and then you had to consider compromising on either the location or the dwelling or maybe pay a bit more. There is no right answer to that. That's going to depend on your own personal comfort level. But it's just a good way to consider what the risks could be and figuring out what feels right to you. And ultimately, if you decide to wait, perhaps you just don't feel comfortable with the current market conditions or your own financial situation or you have questions around what might happen in the near term from a personal perspective, maybe you're considering, you know, traveling or getting a different job or starting a family or whatever reason, then just wait. If you're going to lose sleep, if you bought now and then you were really, really stressed if prices fell further, just wait. There is no rush as long as you acknowledge the risks you are taking in waiting. And if you do decide to wait, put some parameters around what you are waiting for. For example, if you are waiting for interest rates to come down, then make that decision. As soon as interest rates start to come down, you will buy a property. Or maybe you're waiting on more stock to come online, and in which case, give yourself some parameters around what kind of properties you're waiting to come online or how many properties waiting for. Otherwise you might find that you're waiting indefinitely because there's always a catch 22 here. If interest rates do start to decline, well, that could mean a risk of other buyers coming back into the market as well, because they were also waiting on what you were waiting for. So you can face some increased competition. And at the end of the day, the only person that can answer this question is you. It is not the media, it is not your friends and family, no matter how well they know you, only you will know your own personal intrinsic motivations and financial readiness. And that is the key thing. You buy when you are ready and try as best as you can. I know it's hard to ignore what is happening in the rest of the market. I hope this has been helpful. Thanks for listening. Information provided in our podcast is general in nature and does not constitute financial advice. Every effort has been made to ensure the information is accurate. Listeners must not rely on this information to make investment or financial decisions.